Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Mama Mummy Podcast, brought to you by my lovely sponsor, Golding Accountancy. For all your accountancy needs, we are golding.com. <coughs> Sorry. Um, this week is a bit of a special episode because, um, as you will find out, um, I've just I've had a recent stay in hospital. Um, I was supposed to be on holiday last week. Last week, yeah. But I didn't end up going because I went to hospital a couple of days before. Um, and my mate, Scrooby SP, um, after last week's episode about the menopause, which I hope you've listened to because it's brilliant, very informative, and entertaining, um, messaged me saying, Do you want to talk about what you've just been through? And I'll do it with you if you want. Because obviously, it's a bit weird if I just talk about myself for an hour. Plus, I was hoping to make him feel really uncomfortable talking about periods. But he didn't really look that uncomfortable. Oh, because also, I thought, for a change, I'd put the video of our podcast out on social media, on YouTube, and on Instagram. I think I'm going to put it on Instagram. I'm saying all this now, but I've actually got to sort out what I'm doing. Um, So you can watch it, because I think sometimes it's nice to watch things rather than just listen, isn't it? Um, so yeah, so I will post links obviously um, to that. So if you do want to watch the podcast rather than just listen to it, you can and see how uncomfortable he looks. <laughs> he doesn't actually look that uncomfortable, it's a bit annoying, but yeah, but um, enjoy and I'll talk to you in a bit. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Oh yeah, there we go. Do you want to clap? Yeah, if you want. (laughs) After three, you can't just clap randomly. All right. Well, it's more helpful (laughs) because it's a more noticeable thing. Are you clapping as well? Yeah. All right. One, two, three. That's what we did. Oh, whatever. I only do this. I only do that because you told me to. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that on other other episodes, and I'm like, that's not not what I told you to do or how to do it. The the point of the clap is to get away from the delay of of Zoom. So if you're all doing it at the same time, there's going to be delays. I but thought yeah, the point of it was fine. so that you could match the vocals up easier. It is the 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 way I taught you to do it, which you instantly forgot, is <laughs> say, say I'm going to clap. You'll p- put your headphones on the microphone so that it will pick up my clap. So oh, then we're syncing what you yeah. hear with what I'm saying. Whereas otherwise, we're just having a bit of a clap at the beginning of the podcast, oh, which is also sense. lovely. <laughs> I like having a little clap. Yeah. So today, <laughs> well, this is a weird one, really, because... I'm joined by you, but you're here to talk about me. <laughs> yeah, or shall I explain kind of why I, I, I offered myself up for this as well, I guess. Because I was l- listening to recent episodes and all the intros are saying, I've pre-recorded this because I'm on holiday at the moment, having a wonderful time, and so on and so forth. And I thought, no, you're not. Um, so, so I thought you'd probably want to explain it all. Yes. But then I thought it's easier to explain things with someone else there to talk to and yeah. go go back and forth with. I, I struggle massively when I try and get everything I wanted to say if I'm just talking to a microphone. Um, so, yeah, obviously yeah. you and I have been in a lot of contact over this time. Yes. Um, and I thought you might want to explain it all here. Um, I mean, I will, I'll start by noting how I found out you were in hospital. <laughs> By absolutely ruining the vibe on your family gr- group message, because a week or so before you went to hospital, it was it was my birthday, and you added me to your family group so everyone could say happy birthday, which was a mess anyway because I don't know any of the phone numbers. I know them all, but I don't know who's saying happy birthday. I'm just seeing a load of numbers saying have a great day, Pip. Um, and I hadn't really since then I hadn't chipped in at all on your family. Yeah. group message because it would feel weird um and then your eldest lola just put a message in saying love you mum and i thought perfect so i did a throwing up emoji and then she messaged saying that's not actually f- funny and then messaged me directly to say mum's in hospital at the moment actually and we're very worried and all that so i was like oh the first time i try and engage i look like a bad guy so I replied saying, look, I didn't know that. It's still quite 
funny, but I will concede <laughs> it's less funny knowing that. And then one of your family, I don't know who, s- said, stop grovelling, Pip. Oh, no, so I found Nicole. that funny. That was Nicole. Was it Nicole? Yeah. <laughs> the other non-family um, member. On, well, she is technically... She's family. Unofficially adopted daughter. Yeah. So um, I laughed at that. And then your youngest came in saying, I love you, mum. So I did a throwing up yeah, emoji again. And she said also it wasn't appropriate. I was like, well, I'm just all in now. I've either got to double down or or just leave the group. So. That's reminded me. I, I, did, I did mean to text you yesterday because so Lola and Juno don't like the Muppets. Right. They're not, I know. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Weird, they're the best. I know. And every year I'm like, please can we go to the Muppet Christmas sing-along at yep. the Prince Charles? Of course, yeah. And every year they're like, no, I don't want to go. And so yesterday, I was over before we were eating, and I was like, please, can we go this year? Like, that, that can be my Christmas present. Yeah. And um, do you know, she's being all, everything's yes at the moment to me, because obviously I think they were quite traumatised by what happened. And um, she was like, yes, I'll go. But Lola was like, I don't want to go. So I was like, fine. You can stay at home on your own. I'll get Scrooge to come and look after you. <laughs> she turned around. She was like, oh, that's all right. I like Uncle Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to text you because I was like, that's really quick. But, Perfect. Yeah. Um, but, um, so, so prior to that, you'd done uh, an Instagram video about period pains. Yeah, so basically... And this was the precursor to, to all that happened, right? So... I'll start from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. When I was pregnant with Lola, uh, when I went for my first scan, so this was 10 years ago, I went for a scan and they discovered that I had a 10 centimetre cyst in my womb. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And so they were like, oh, don't worry, as the baby gets bigger, it'll just, it'll disperse. I was like, all right, fair enough. And then when it was in the November... And I gave birth to Lola in the February, so that's how pregnant I was. I think I was like 33 weeks or something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was actually at an antenatal uh, group, like class. Right. And um, prior to this, I, I did have to have regular scans because of the cyst, because I think they just wanted to make sure that everything was okay with Lola. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I was sitting in this antenatal class and I just got these stomach pains. And it was absolutely horrendous. They ended up calling an ambulance to take me to hospital. So obviously it was terrible because I was in an antenatal class with stomach pains. Anyway, so... That freaked everyone else out there. Everyone's trying to learn how to be relaxed about pregnancies. (laughs) And then one of you starts screaming in pain and getting taken off in an ambulance. I actually took myself out of it because I was there on my own because um, the father was actually on a Christmas do or some kind of do getting... So he rocked up pissed (laughs) late. And I'm sitting outside on the steps, like, going, they've called an ambulance. And um, I can't, to be oh, honest, wow. I was, I don't really remember. I mean, it must have been very unsettling for the other people. I do know that they, I think they told them later. I, I might have even said, I think it might be the cyst, because maybe someone had said it might hurt when it burst. But I had no idea right. of how much it would hurt. So, mm-hmm. so I've had, I have got ovarian cysts. I think when I had Juno... I don't think I had any cysts, or I might have had little ones, but they didn't need to worry about them. So anyway, that was all, whatever. So I have experienced a cyst bursting before. The pain is absolutely unbelievable. I, was, I think I was in hospital for a week when it happened with Lola, but then I don't know if they wanted me to stay there for longer, obviously, because I was pregnant. Because when I yeah. when I got on the ward, a doc, the first doctor that came to see me basically told me that they might have to, I might go into early labour, and because of how pregnant I was, the survival rate was really 
not as good as if you know so literally oh, wow. i was just like for fuck's sake like well i mean thankfully nothing did happen and everything's fine why tell but, me that <laughs> but it's like why are you t-? and i was on my own as well i was like you could have at least waited for like oh, wow. yeah anyway so then a couple of months ago i think it was in may i woke up it was a sunday night or sunday early hours of sunday morning it's about two o'clock in the morning i woke up with what i thought was ovulation pain so when your eggs get released from your ovary sometimes you mm-hmm. can get a bit of a pain and I was a bit like, it's not really the right time for that, but I just didn't really think anything of it. So I was trying to go back to sleep, couldn't go back to sleep. So I went downstairs, took some tablets. Tablets didn't really do anything. So for about a couple of hours, the pain was just getting gradually, gradually worse. And I'm thinking, right, I need to go to hospital because it, it, I'd taken a lot of painkillers, nothing was doing anything. And then I started worrying that maybe it was something was going on because it wasn't the right side for appendicitis, but I know sometimes in very rare cases it can be the left side. And I just thought, well, I need to make sure that I'm okay. So I got a cab to A&E. And like I couldn't, at this point I was crying. It hurt so much. I couldn't sit down, I couldn't stand up. I was just in absolute agony. Thankfully, A&E wasn't actually that busy. I think I would, I phoned my first taxi at four and I was phoning to come home again at five. Like it was all very quick. Yeah, but that's a good. doctor examined me and he said, oh, I think it might be a burst cyst. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense because I've had that before. So I just yeah. kind of assumed that that's what it was. They gave me some really strong painkillers and they worked and I came home, went to bed. I was fine. Um, Well, I wasn't fine. I felt really shit for about a week, but I would, the pain didn't hurt anymore. But mm. So they rushed me through to be seen in two weeks to have a scan so you, it's kind of under like the cancer umbrella. So the doctor was like, I'm going to, you'll you'll go to the cancer ward, but don't worry, we don't think you've got cancer, but you know, we just want to get you seen quick to find out what's yeah. going on. So the, the following Saturday, I had a scan. And when he was doing the scan, the guy was kind of saying all these measurements. And I just wanted him to say, oh yeah, you've got cysts and that's probably what's burst and that's what's happened. But after the scan, he wouldn't tell me anything. <laughs> And I was like, right. why will you not tell me anything? He was like, no, your doctor has to tell you. Your doctor has to tell you. And I'm thinking, well, that's fucking weird. Like, why won't you just tell me? But anyway. Yeah. So um, so then I got booked to see, I had to go and see a gynecologist at the hospital. And they told me that I had to have an MRI because I had two masses. So that's why he wouldn't tell me what he saw. Because obviously he didn't know what it was. And I suppose it's all a bit, yeah. we don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's better to say your doctor has to tell you than, I've no idea, yeah, mate. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. <laughs> don't look nice, though. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> so, but the, so I see, when I saw this gynecologist, he said, I'm going to send you for an MRI. She was all like, are you sure it wasn't... Um, first of all, she said that the pain that I'd had was... She said it was ovulation pain. I was like, no, it wasn't ovulation pain. Then she tried to say it was constipation. And I was like, look, I'm 43... The only time I've ever been to hospital is to have my children and obviously for the cyst as well with mm. my first pregnancy. I'm not one of them. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know you say that I'm always ill. <laughs> but. No, it's your kids that are always ill. That's <laughs> no, my kids that are always ill. But I'm not like, I don't just go to hospital all the time. I'm not. No. I know what pain is. Like that wasn't constipation pain. That was something that's going on. Plus I've already had burst cysts. Surely that would make sense that that's what the pain yeah. was but she was just so dismissive have they said before what what the the cause of cysts is is it just something that you're ge- genetically disposed to 
that could happen or is there any they so, told you anything else on that no i it's because that's another thing is so i've like when it happened with lola and i'm like when i was pregnant and the cyst burst i'm like how can something bursting that isn't like obviously one of your organs or something that is mm-hmm. a part of you how why does it hurt so much do you mm. know what i mean like i don't understand why that hurt that bursting would would hurt so much because it's because i was like well how does it all how does the stuff all come out and it just comes out through urine or and, whatever and not to be t- too gr- gross like but you know like when you have a really painful spot or something that hurts like how like it's sensitive yeah, but, to the touch isn't it? it affects the skin around it yeah but then that's, and then my guess is whatever's in the cyst isn't the nicest stuff no, so having that inside you maybe yeah, but then I don't know. See, Touch after it. all this other stuff's happened, I think that it's full of blood. I think the cysts are full right. of blood. Right. So, uh, any, but no anyway. one. I've uh, at my very recent visit to the hospitals, I saw five different doctors over the five different days that I was in there. I was no six, mm-hmm. and no one really tells you anything. The information that I've found out since has made a lot more sense to me from other women who've Mm -hmm. experienced it but i so many women that i know have gynecological issues with cysts and endometriosis like it's amazing i think it's probably just one of those things that happens right but no 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 one's told me (laughs) because that's what i was i was like can you tell me why this happens and what i need to do to stop it because if they were like oh you just need to eat this or take this drug or do this and then that's fine i'll do it but it's like they don't know i think when it comes to women's problems in that area Mm. no one really knows i don't know if the research just isn't done because i don't know it's not fancy is it i I don't know why no one fucking knows but no one seems to know so yeah so anyway so i had the mri so on that scan yeah on the mri they found two they found I've Masses. got a yeah I've got a nine centimetre mass on my left ovary and a five centimetre mass on my right ovary, which they've said they think is endometriosis, and I have cysts as well. So they couldn't see. They five and nine is that the age difference between Lola and Juno? Did one no. of them leave one? Did they leave yeah. one each when they were yeah. in there? But I'm like <laughs> they've been growing a centimetre. I think I was like. How in me and i don't know because i don't think my womb's that big so it must just be full of shit basically yeah so so then i had after they they, i haven't got cancer so it's all wonderful like that's brilliant it is it's endometriosis and cyst and so when i saw the gynecologist at the hospital after this they basically said if you don't have painful periods which i don't if it doesn't hurt when i'm having sex which i have no idea anymore (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> it's been about 17 years but no but i don't think it does and i don't yeah. have trouble like going to the toilet so they were like if it, people can have endometriosis and not know so they mm. don't do anything because any like for them to remove it the surgery apparently is complicated that's all i hear is the word it's complicated i don't know why it's so complicated seeing as all the amazing things that they can do these days i don't know why mm. That's such a complicated thing to... But anyway, that's just what they say. It's complicated. Plus, I mean, I don't want to have surgery if I don't need to have surgery. Because it's, it's a big, It's yeah. a big thing, isn't it? Of course. So, 
So basically, they said that with the trick, so endometriosis is when, so the gynecologist explained it to me, so it's when, when your blood, or like when your, the lining of your womb is being created, so when you have your period, when all that obviously comes out, all the blood comes out, rather than it coming out like that, it goes back up out of your ovaries. Right. So, and then it forms like masses on the outside. So in my head, it's like, you know, Stranger Things, with mm-hmm. the third one, when the monster was kind of getting all the people together and all the... Yeah. Yeah, that's in my head, that's what it looks like. Right, I'd imagine <laughs> so, that's accurate. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, nice. So that's kind of how it explained it to me. So I was a bit like, all right, fine. But they were like, we won't do anything. If you're all right, we're not going to do anything. Mm. You need to go on the pill because if, so if you're going on the pill, you won't have periods, so then it will stop it growing. Right. So, was, so it's kind of every time, like a bit of, as gross as it all is, it's, it's a bit leaking out and adding to it every time yeah. you have a period as such. Yeah. So well, it's it just going to keep... I mean, I don't know I don't know if it is every time or if it's just sometimes or... I, yeah. d- I don't know. I don't know. But if they... Building up and adding to it, though, if I don't so if have, stop that. Yeah. So when my sister Sarah was about 27, she got diagnosed having endometriosis. Right. They say the best thing for it is to have a baby. Obviously, um, that's not happening for me but um but she was put on the pill and she just basically then didn't have a period from the age of 27 to i don't mean i don't know when she come off it she was in her 40s i think Mm. um but i in the past i've never taken the pill because when i've tried to it makes me a bit mental right there's something i was gonna say does that not appeal because obviously having a period isn't the joy of yeah of, of well, life so so if, if the solution is number one it's going to help this this endometriosis but also you don't have to have periods well, <laughs> any, anymore my friend who's going through the menopause her mm-hmm. consultant told her that it's actually better for women to bleed for as long as possible because it if your body's still going through that process it's when it when that stops it's when you start getting the problems with your bones right. and so even though periods are awful and they've been the bane of my life ever since I got them, I, I've i never really liked the idea of the pill because mm-hmm. to me it doesn't seem right that you're stopping yourself from doing something that's... Rather than me taking a pill to stop them, I'd like them to figure out why I've always had PMT or why all this other stuff happens and find a way to fix that rather than... I don't know, it's just never... It's never sat well with me the idea of mm. taking a pill plus i've never been able to because the it's hormonal it's hormones mm. and it has always made me like i said to you today before we started recording i don't feel good today like i've woken mm. up you know when you feel you just got a cloud over you over you yeah. i just feel shitty i'm not usually i'm quite an upbeat person but i feel emotional i feel I just I don't feel myself, but I don't know if that's because I've started taking the pill or if it's a result of everything that I've been through for the last. I mean, it was two weeks ago today yeah. that it happened. So yeah, but um, but yes, yeah, so, but it's anyway, a, it's, it's a tough one with stuff like that because it also can become uh, psychosomatic or or or, or a self a self fulfilling 
prophecy if you've got it into your head that when you're on the pill it has this effect because with any of these things and and you will have experienced this in all things you've changed massively over your life mentally physically all these kind of things so it could be that the pill doesn't have that effect anymore on 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 you and things like that but if you've got that emotional attachment to the pill you're gonna be more is that what's causing this is is that what's happened i had and i've spoken about this before i had so you've got the coil you've got two different types of coil you've got a a one with hormone in it which i've had Mm -hmm. but and then just the normal one and i had just the normal one put in i think it must be getting on for a couple of years ago now and that doesn't have any hormones in it it's just copper right and i had it put in and i i got really down and i couldn't get myself out of it for a good few months and that was really unlike me and then it Mm. dawned on me one day i was like it's the fucking coil and i had it taken out and i was fine my doctor would not accept that it was the coil that had made that had affected my mood like that but it it Mm. was because as soon as i had it out i was okay now with i i'm taking the pill because the gynecologist prescribed it to me and i'm like i'll try of course i'll try it if that's what the cure you know the Mm treatment yeah. is for it then i'll try it and and yeah i'm older now i know my hormones have changed i mean i'm well like i said i'm 43 i'm going to be entering the menopause you know sooner rather than later so it might be the fact that my my natural hormone levels have adjusted now to the, the point where i could take the pill and it'd have no effect on me whatsoever and i'm yeah. really hopeful that it doesn't because I'm, I'm happy now to take the pill i don't care if it's going to stop me from suffering that's yeah, fine 100 that's fine but I, um, but obviously, like yesterday I felt really good. It was the first day I'd felt good for a long time, and now today I don't feel so good. And I don't know if that's just because I overdid it yesterday because I got all excited because I felt good. I was going to say or, that could be a, a, a exactly, recovery type, be, type thing, couldn't it? I'm not going to know. I mean, I'm not going to stop taking the pill. I'm going to give it time, and I'm really mm. hoping that it does work. But I just. I don't know for me it's it i don't think it's a good enough answer to just stop your natural mm. cycle as a treatment for it's a problem tough that you've be- got because if that natural cycle is what's causing the problem yeah then that that does make sense right but um but so anyway so i found out i've got endometriosis they put me on the pill but i hadn't I didn't start. I hadn't started taking the pill until recently because the prescription hadn't got to my doctor's for me mm-hmm. to start taking it. So anyway, so two weeks ago, on Thursday, <laughs> I I was due to go on holiday on the Sunday, so I was yeah. just I was at home working because I had to get all my work done before I went away, and I was due. My period was due the following Saturday, so it was a, a week before I'd come on. Was due to come on. But my last two cycles after my episode with what I thought was the cyst bursting, mm-hmm. my periods have been a week early, so they've been every three weeks rather than every four weeks. Right. So what the if that was the case with this cycle, it was the day before my period was gonna come because it was gonna be a week early. So I got I had like I got what I thought were period pains. And I just mm-hmm. thought, Oh great, I'm getting my period a week early again. This must just be, you know. So and that's when you did a video about bad period yes. pains, isn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah. So I took some tablets, but they didn't really do anything. And then I started kind of... Well, I didn't really get worried. But it was just more... Because it's not... It's just annoying pain. Cause it's just like you just want it to go away. But then mm. it started kind of getting worse. And I thought, oh, I've still got... I still had two lots of the really strong painkillers they'd given me when the cyst had burst. Because I kept them. Because I thought, if it happens again, at least I'll have something to get me to the hospital. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So I took one lot. Didn't do anything. Took another lot didn't do anything and then I started thinking fuck like you know this is I couldn't get another prescription of these painkillers because they were too strong my doctor wouldn't do it for me so I knew yeah. they were strong so I got Lola to phone my sister to come over because I just thought I'm not I need to go to bed like I can't you know and then the pain just ended up getting worse and worse and worse and I think it got to about eight o'clock at night and I just said I, I need to go to the hospital like I can't I was in absolute bits I was really crying Again, I couldn't stand up, couldn't sit down. I just thought maybe I've uh, the sister's burst. I've got another burst cyst, or maybe it was the cyst mm. that burst the first times. Now, maybe it only burst a little bit, and now it's really burst. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. So she took me to A and E with the kids. <laughs> so I'm in my pajamas, crying. <laughs> <laughs> I must have looked such a state. And we got there, and it was a five-hour wait. It was absolutely packed. And we had to queue. You, got, you kind of queue to check in and then you queue to check in again. It was weird. But anyway, I think I was making such a scene. I actually, for me, it felt like we were there for 10 minutes and then I got put through to triage. Lola said that she thinks it was a bit longer than that. But I, it was very quick that I got, I definitely got mm. taken in before, you know, what I should have done. I definitely wasn't yeah. waiting five hours. So I got seen and they gave me oral morphine, like, straight away and then Sarah and the kids had to go and I was kind of left to sit outside just so they could see how I got on and then after about an hour the morphine started wearing off and then it mm -hmm. was again so this kind of went on for a few hours and then eventually I got put into a bed and I was given morphine intravenously is that right yeah and yeah and then I got, I basically I got admitted and then I was in hospital for, I went in on the Thursday, I came home on the Tuesday and I was on oral morphine constantly until probably, the, I think on the Monday, because I, I couldn't go home on morphine, like you can't take mm -hmm. it home. Yeah. So I couldn't leave until the pain had kind of stopped. But I think on Monday, I think it was going longer without me having to have it. Um, but I had a scan, so I had to... So, they scanned me to see what was going on, but I had to wait because you have to have a negative COVID test in order for you to get scanned. And for some reason, my test was coming back as pending. So it, it took a day for the test right. to come back. So then it was a Saturday and it, oh, it's not full staff, is it? So yeah. the sonographer that was working on the Saturday couldn't do an internal scan. So I had to wait till the next day to get scanned. But I mean, that didn't really matter because I wasn't going anywhere. But when, yeah, exactly. when they scanned me everything was still the same size so what as i said i saw a different doctor every day there was a different doctor that came around which is that's you know i know what it's like it's that's mm -hmm. fine but the general consensus was that nobody knew and nobody knows what happened they think either a cyst leaked into the endometriosis or the endometriosis leaked into a cyst but because my stomach's 
it's still swollen and very tender. But I suppose if I'm full of blood, then... Mm. Um, but yeah, so basically, I don't know what happened to have made the pain that bad and for right. that to all have happened then. But on the Tuesday, I was feeding... Oh, and I got a fucking infection while I was in there. I just started... To, my temperature right. rose overnight, and so they put me on antibiotics because they were worried... Well, they were worried that I had COVID, but I, I didn't have COVID, thank God. And then I started being sick. I think I just picked up a sickness bug in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, so they... I, I kind of... I said to them, look, can you not just take it out? Like, whatever's going on, like, if, I've, if it's the cysts, can you not just take the cysts out or take the endometriosis out? But the doctor that I spoke to was like, it's, it's very complicated. It's not just easy, you know, to take... I suppose where there's cysts and endometriosis, but I was like, you can take the whole fucking thing out. Like I don't need it anymore. Yeah, you know, I'm not yeah. having any more kids. If it, if it well, that's is what I was going to ask. If it's all repeatedly, yeah, totally just take what's, it out. What's but the... they don't like doing that. Mm. I don't know why. They used to give hysterectomies all the time. I think, and I think it's probably a lot easier to do it now. I think they do it keyhole now. Mm. But anyway, so, but since coming out. I remembered that one of my friends had really terrible gynecological problems for years and she's actually sent me the name of a consultant that I could get referred to. She saw him privately, but he is an NHS. And she spoke with my doctor this morning and she's, um, well, doctors can't refer you anymore. They have to ask a question to the person that they want you to be referred to and then it's up to them if they... Right. Respond. My doctor yeah. said she thinks it's a delaying tactic because of COVID. Because obviously they're so backed up now, yeah, it's kind of yeah, just yeah. it makes it harder to. But anyway, well, similar. I've, I I believe that's similar to A and E. I think the five hour wait is often a let's weed out yeah. the people who need to be here and the people who are being a dramatic. I think the few times I've been to A and E, it's been a five hour wait and it's never been a five hour wait. But it's been yeah, it's more a. Do you need to be here, or is this something that can... Which, again, is harsh, but it's also needed, sadly, because... Well, there was this bloke <laughs> People there, can though. be dramatic. He was like, basically, his wife was having problems breathing, and he was mm. he was there, there for a long time before they got seen. Mm. And I did feel for him. But, any, yeah. but um, anyway, yeah. So, anyway, again, a delaying so, tactic on that. To... Yeah, but she's so... But she has been able to... They've got a triage, an endometriosis triage clinic at UCH which I think it's like right. King's Crossway, but anyway, so I'm hoping that I do actually get to go there, but I don't know how long that will take. But so anyway, so but I've had people contact me, and one of my friends, she's had endometriosis, and she told me that she'd always had painful periods, which a lot of women do, but always kind of been fobbed off for years because that's what happens. But she had, eventually they sent her for a scan, and they basically said, if, if there's anything we'll let you know and she never heard so she just she just assumed everything was fine but as she was getting older it was getting worse and she was bleeding a lot in between her cycles and she just phoned right. the doctors and she said look i'm worried it might be cancer i know that i've had the scan and that nothing showed but this isn't right so you know i'm in a lot of pain and i'm bleeding a lot they then discovered that the results of the scan had been lost so they'd never got the results of the scan so they sent her for another scan and she ended up having a laparoscopy, which is when they put a camera inside you, which my mm-hmm. doctor t- told me today is actually the only way they can diagnose endometriosis. So even though I've had an MRI, they haven't actually done 
but they, they need right. to look inside me to because actually see what's going on. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. my next, what will happen next. But yeah, but they found that her endometriosis was so bad that her bladder was actually fusing to her womb and everything was just because she was like do you know what endometriosis is and i was like i think so she's like she's like it's when the lining of your womb is outside of your womb and then basically you can have it anywhere in your body it's not just in that area you can kind of it can travel all around and she said so when when you get your period basically if you're not pregnant your body emits a hormone to say you're not pregnant so just get rid of the lining of your womb and that's when you bleed and have the period. So when your body emits that hormone, the endometriosis, wherever it is in your body, bleeds. Yeah. So I was like, that's why I was in so much fucking pain then because it was the day before I got my period because I did, I got my period like the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that was the endometriosis bleeding and it was like, that, and that's why it hurt so much for so yeah, long because yeah, then it stops when I stop bleeding so for me that completely makes sense I mean I don't know if that is what happened it might have been that I had another cyst and it burst yeah, we I, don't I mean, know you, you, you know the sentence I fear hearing the most on your podcast is we're not doctors <laughs> but it's it's true here and you should bear in mind if, unless you cut it out the confusion that we had over how to clap at the beginning of a recording yeah. should illustrate that we're not necessarily <laughs> the experts on on relaying information but that seems like it makes sense right and again the sad thing is with a lack of concrete expert diagnosis you are left to kind of go here's what i think yeah here's what it feels like or seems like when she said that to me i was like that makes sense to me like why did none of the fucking doctors that i saw over the six days say it's just but the thing is, I know it's not their fault because like, it's a time thing. I remember when I had all my face aids problems after I had Juno with all the. It turns out it's eczema, but the doctor mm-hmm. that I saw at the hospital was just so dismissive and so like, it's eczema, there's nothing you can do, take the cream, that's it. I paid £200 to go and see a private doctor who took 10 minutes longer to basically tell me the exact same thing, but just because he just explained it a little bit more. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It makes sense. It's like, but I know it's not their fault because they're yeah. overworked, understaffed. Underfunded. It's a fucking yeah. nightmare. But I am a bit like, so I was supposed to go on holiday on the Sunday. Sarah, my sister Sarah was coming with me. She she moved in here and was me for a week. Thank See, this is, God is what I was, was going to ask. The, the boring part of how was the parenting in this period? Because like, that's out of nowhere. You've, you've, yeah. you've gone to hospital, but still in some way in your mind you're gonna to have to be thinking of what do i do with the kids who's doing this so it was sarah essentially right yeah, sarah thankfully for me so my sister and my mum and dad as well they came yeah. i think she so she was here on the thursday they came on the saturday um and then and then sarah was here because until they, well they come to pick me up on the tuesday she, and then she left on the thursday so she was here for the week right. but yeah. i'm very lucky that I've got that person that can come in and be me, because yeah. not everyone would have that. It's just, and no, when, so when I spoke to my doctor this morning, she's aware of my situation. She's I'm very lucky. She's very lovely and she's really good. But I was like, so now at the moment, I just I feel like I'm a time bomb because I've got no idea what my problem is, why I was in hospital, and if it is the fact that it's my body. It's the endometriosis bleeding 
because of my period does this mean that this is going to happen next week when i get my period again you know because yeah. i can't be back in hospital yeah. for five days you know i, d I need yeah. i need to know what what the problem is and to get it fixed what because we do about it yeah, yeah. And, and but she's completely sympathetic for that but also she's like i'm going to refer you but i don't know how long it's gonna yeah. take and I, I asked her about the hysterectomy as well because i was like really if it's if everything's going to be so complicated and they're not going to want to give me surgery because of like whatever can i not will they not just give me a hysterectomy and she just said they just really don't like doing it mm. i think i'd have to go through all the other possibilities first but which for me surely that's just a complete waste of time and money like how much would it have cost for me to be in hospital for six days mm. as opposed to having one surgery yeah. i mean i know obviously there's going to be complications with having a hysterectomy and it's not just you know an easy fix but yeah and it's 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 uh, obviously they've got to find what's right and what the 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 best most logical solution is because again that as much as you're ah, let's just just do it it is a big <laughs> it is a big surgery it is a big uh, a big choice to make um so yeah i guess anything like that they've got to go let's figure out what we can again if they're as clueless as you are at the moment well yeah <laughs> that but might not be like, the solution you'd assume it is but it might not be it's amazing isn't it you know it's because and then i thought fuck so the majority of women that I know were put on the pill at whatever age and were on the pill up until they wanted to have children. So loads of people might have get endometriosis but not have had it because of the pill. Do you know what I mean? Like it might be actually like a really common thing. I've had, I mean, I've had so many messages from people. One of my good school friends, she suffers terribly with endometriosis. It actually prevented her from ever having children because it can affect... Mm. Um, facility. Oh, I mean, I know that I didn't have it until after I've had Juno. But that being said, I might have had it and then it might have gone because it does, it does disperse. Right. I mean, who knows? But yeah. I just think it's, it's just the same old story of it's just not enough is known about women's health, and it's that. One of the doctors actually did say to me, she said, we don't really know enough about endometriosis and we are trying to fix that. I was like, oh, good. Yeah. You can start with me. If you... I was going to say, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Help me. So, so how's it been being back? Um, I know you came back and I said there was a period that Sarah was still there yeah, to, so she stayed to take here. on your role. You, uh, And to be clear, you were discharged with when you were recovered enough to be on lighter pain meds essentially but you yeah. were still sent home with pain medication and still in yes. a great deal of discomfort it wasn't a yeah. right you're done go home i know from speaking to you throughout the period that you were keen to get home as soon as you could because you've got the kids yeah and it's great that you've got s s someone helping but there's still going to be that same maternal urge and responsibility to be like i need to be home though because how I know that I they were they were really worried, and that was very upsetting. Um, because I suppose I know how I would have been if that had happened. Mm. I mean, Touchwood, our health's good in our family. Like my mum and dad have never really been in hospital. We've not had. We've not. Yeah. Some people, unfortunately, they seem really afflicted, don't they? Everyone always gets sick, but we're not. I mean, I know you take the piss out of me, but we're not. You know, on the whole, 
of I take the piss because I think the girls aren't really sick and you just give them a day off school every time (laughs) they go, you know what, I'm feeling a bit sick. All right, yeah, of course you are. (laughs) So again, it's it's the complete, it's exactly that. You've got really good health in your family, (laughs) despite what the girls say. So it's like, that's not a, it it was just, and I know that, I know just, I know that they were really worried. So it was just, I wanted to be home for them. Mm -hmm. If, they wanted to get me. They wanted to get me out of the hospital. I assume because they're tight on space. I completely yep. understand that. Stranded. And also because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And all the other. I mean, hospitals. It's not good to be in hospital, is it? At the moment, my bloody one of my friends died because he went to hospital and got sepsis. And you know, it's not. I don't really want to be in hospital unless I have to be. But I definitely probably could have done with staying in for another couple of days, just because yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't really well enough to leave. I mean, I was asleep. Because um, it had been for for me, I wanted to be twenty four hours without the morphine before I left because I, I was petrified as well. If I came home, because that happened with Lola, You'd get when the pain again. I had the pain. I think I was. I think it was a Thursday, and then I think they let me home on the Friday, and then in the middle of the night, I was up again with the pain again, and then I had to go back in. So right. I didn't want to risk coming home and then just having that pain again because it was like. When it started, you'd get like a little rumbling, and then literally within five minutes, I was crying. Like it was, it was wow. absolutely, honestly, I can't tell you, it was horrendous. So I didn't, I didn't feel confident. I, I needed twenty four hours to be off of it, just to know that I was going to be all right, hopefully. So I, I, I definitely probably could have done with another day staying in there, just because, mm-hmm. and also not doing anything. I mean, I haven't. Sarah, like my sister was here so she was doing everything for, for anyway you know she left on Thursday she left like kind of after dinner mm-hmm. and then I think on the Friday the girl's dad came and took them out and I wasn't really eating anyway and then my parents came here on the Saturday so I've kind of had help but I'm kind of up and I don't really like sitting down not doing anything you know mm. so I'm kind of up and about and pottering and also it's no good I mean I, I literally slept for probably five six days yeah um so it's and I don't care like normally and I know that's how I'm not well because if the house is a mess I don't care mm. <laughs> whereas normally if I'm all right it's not a mess well yeah yeah, yeah. it's a bit of a mess but not loads but um it's It's, I feel I'm sad because we missed a holiday. I'm not mm-hmm. sad for myself because we missed a holiday because I still don't feel that great and I'm glad that I wasn't away when it happened. Yeah. But I feel guilty for the kids because that was our holiday. My sister Sarah actually said to me that she, she's, she's not angry with me or whatever, but she's just a bit disappointed because she really needed the break. But <laughs> rather mm. than having a break... She then moved in here and didn't sit down for a week, you know, so... Well, I was going to say, it's Sarah that's missed the holiday, really, because yeah, the kids had the change of well, yes. Sarah's mum yeah, instead. Yeah. So, again, yeah. that's 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 going to have been yeah. an adventure anyway, because they obviously l- love her dearly, and, yes, yeah, yeah, that would have been a nice, a nice and switch. But yeah, they've, and they've had a good time, because they've just yeah. eaten what they want, and, you know, they've 
everyone's been worried about them, so they've been a bit spoiled. So, and I yeah, know that standard. they're okay. Like I did say to Lola, you've not been traumatized, have you? Because <laughs> she's not normally that cuddly. Like Juno's still very cuddly, but June, yeah. Lola's, all, you know, she's too old for that now. But she's been a lot more affectionate, and I think it, I think it, it hit her more than it hit Juno in a way. But I suppose that's because she's a bit older and probably a bit yeah. more aware of, you know, yeah. understanding stuff. a bit more. But it's. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm just. I'm nervous because I don't know now what's going to happen next. I might never have this happen again for the rest of my life. Whatever happened mm-hmm. might have happened, and then I might be fine. Which, please God, I will be. But also, it could happen again at any time, and it's just that uncertainty of. That's it. I I think the key nice. in these situations to throw in a completely unexperienced <laughs> perspective. Um, but no, in these situations in general, is to persist with trying to get this referral. Yes. Trying yeah, to get yeah, this. Because yeah. the easy thing is we start to feel better and gradually we go, yes. ah, forget yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. right. It doesn't yeah. matter. I don't know what it was, but I'm over it now. Yeah. And it's as as you've had it multiple times, it's like, right, yeah. no, it may, it may never happen again. Yeah. But if when you're feeling 100%, you're in a position to chase these things down yeah. more and chase these answers then you need to stick to that because yeah. again i think we do that all the time we go oh, i'm all right now though and yeah. l- l- life happens and gets in the way and so on and so forth and it's like well no at this stage it feels you need to know what oh, I need the hell to, happened yeah, I and what the and what the solution is yeah. and what the or the course of action even not even the solution because yeah. the solution is to complete is to a goal but what the course yeah. of action is to 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 to, to put you in the best position going forward well that's that's what my doctor said to me today she said she feels like something's not been right for a long time but it's kind of because it's not been too bad and i've been getting on with it yeah. it's kind of been managed exactly. rather than resolved yeah. and i'm like 100 because i do like as i said my, I, my health is good but every now and then I, I seem to i always seem to get if there's a cold going around i get it you know my mm-hmm. i feel like my immune system's shit right but maybe that's because of all these problems. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. it's all yeah, linked. It but be. I did actually say that to the first, very first gynecologist I saw. Because I said to her, look, I have been suffering. I've been getting more headaches from my periods recently. I've been just generally feeling a bit shit. Could, it, could that be linked? No, not at all. Nothing to do with it. But then I'm like, but it, it's about experience. Because I know doctors, they learn what should and should happen. But mm-hmm. it's the experience. If I know 100 women that have all experienced the same thing you know it's like yeah yeah, so we'll see i mean i'm hoping that this is now i've found out what the problem is and hopefully it can get resolved and then it'll fix you know yeah (laughs) fix everything but it's yeah but it's like so lola stayed with sarah last night so went out and juno uh it was just me and juno so i was like oh you can sleep with me um but she need me in the stomach while she was asleep last night, and Man. it's still really, really sore and tender. So when I spoke to my doctor today, I was like, "I know you can't tell me, but like, how long am I going to feel like? I mean, it's been two weeks. I've got absolutely no idea at the moment. Like, I don't feel like, yeah, I reckon Monday I'll go back to the gym. Like at the moment, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be going next week at all." maybe not no. even the week after i mean I'm that not, shouldn't be a focus no, for a, a, not, a long while anyway just i don't j- want to rush back to it just but it's because just my life yeah. in general i want to get back to my life 
and yeah. you know that's part of my mental you know I like going to do that's my social life I, and I work there as well so I do need to but go again, it, it, but it, it's it, it might be a thing that you have to adjust your relationship with the gym like still go but do less yeah, yeah. because again a, a lot of things with our bodies like like, like health's a really weird one and gyms and exercise are really weird ones because like everything they can tip over the scale yes like i I think everyone should but i think it's good for everyone to to, to be healthy to care about fitness but i also think there's a reason most of the world's strongest man contestants and bodybuilders and things like all die in their 30s or 40s (laughs) Because our bodies aren't there's the, the, the there's a certain point where you go yeah. oh that's not healthy anymore yeah, now yeah. you're you're exercising too much and not fueling your body enough which yeah. might work great aesthetically but maybe isn't giving you everything you need on the inside and things like that so it may be a case of a, adjusting the balance there but yes, yeah. that's fine that's doable yeah, that's no, that's that's still being a regular at the gym and all that but just. It lowering is, everything a bit or doing shorter sets or whatever yeah yeah and i don't know because i actually i hurt my back doing a deadlift the week before and i don't know if because it was all the same side i don't know if i fucked myself and mm. twinged something that's you know maybe i had an effect on it i don't know but regardless i don't if that is the case then i just want it all taken out so it's not gonna <laughs> you know effect yeah. but oh yeah but it's but again it's, just it's, that. It's, it's things like that I, I i say this all the time with like again when it comes to, to exercise people have the 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 misperception that discipline when it comes to exercise involves exercising and it doesn't discipline when it when you're into exercising involves the rest days and yes. not doing too much because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's crazy addictive i did yeah. it yesterday I did three workouts yesterday because I had a good clear day. I was doing a load of of of, of weight based stuff, and I thought I've got a rest day tomorrow, so, so I'm resting today completely. I'm not doing anything strenuous, but still, I know I exercised too much yesterday because I was like, I'd done I'd done my morning one, and then I did a, a lunchtime one, and I was about to make dinner, and I thought I'm feeling all right. I might do a quick light kind of just kettlebell thing. Yeah, I've got yeah, a certain yeah. one that I do, and that's that's. A lack of discipline that that's not discipline people will yeah. get into your heads like yeah you're pushing really hard you're doing t- two a days or you're doing every day with no rest it's like right that means you've got no discipline at all because again you need your body you need to give your body time to recover you need to give it the fuel and the right things to recover and all that yeah. so yeah it might not be a bad thing that you need to take the foot off the gas a bit yes no I, and then it yeah. might make you adjust that yeah because again i've we've spoken privately on this it's wicked that you've got really into fitness but equally all things in good measure yes yeah no i know I and know. particularly when it's something you've got into imagine it was this point in your life or when you at this age or when you got into hard drugs <laughs> imagine the <laughs> imagine the mess you'd be in Oh God! You know, so, so fitness can be the same. Yeah, yeah, if you, yeah. If you're in your twenties, oh. go as hard as you want. Your body's got this crazy metabolism and everything yeah, else; it will yeah, heal. Yeah, yeah. But as we're both older, it's like you need to do things in good measure because yeah. otherwise, 
you're going to end up doing more damage. And I don't genuinely think that doing a deadlift badly has caused all no, of this. No, I don't but, think it. I don't but things think like it that has can this. affect. But things yeah. like that can affect how, like you spoke about, um, your immune system. Yeah. If you've got a bad balance on the exercise front, of that My can wipe out your immune system. Always been shit. No, yeah. I think. But I do. I was definitely overdoing it over lockdown. I wasn't yeah. eating enough compared yeah. to how much I was working out. But I'm eating more now. I'm not worrying so much about what I'm eating. Yeah. And I definitely feel like better for that. But again, but, the illusion as well as you've just subconsciously done there is that eating healthier is eating less or anything like that. It's like it's yeah. E- eating in general isn't about how much you're eating it's about what you're eating like yeah. if you're eating good stuff you should be eating loads of it whereas people tend to think i'm eating healthy at the moment so i'm only gonna have a small portion of this and that it's like right that's not good for you get loads of that healthy stuff in yeah as much as you can get yeah but yeah but how so how are you feeling then um how was it when sarah left and you were now back with the responsibility of mum but without necessarily the obviously not full recovery yet still yeah i didn't really want her to go when she left i didn't really feel ready for it but i was fine mm-hmm. and i'm i'm all right now i mean i i feel guilty because we're not i'm not doing anything with them yeah. and it's the summer holidays and i feel bad that i've literally just been on their ipads for but so Sarah took Lola out yesterday. She's got them now. They've gone out. Tomorrow they're doing something. Then they're right. going with their dad on Sunday for a few days. And then we're supposed to be going down to see um, my other sister in Brighton on Thursday and staying right. there for a few days. So it's fine. Now it's fine. We're doing stuff. And yeah. I'm I'm all right. I, can, I don't mind not doing anything. I mean, I'm working. I can work from my city, so that's fine i just feel bad on them that it's their summer and we've not really done anything but it's what it is man yeah it's what it is. It's, right. it, they... we're still in the throes of a pandemic so everyone's yeah. year or two is a mess yeah you you can't compare it to a normal summer anyway oh no to- because it's, did... it's it's not the same so, so the holiday that i cancelled um i did think well maybe we could go away like in october like in the october half term I thought, well, maybe I could treat them to go to centre parks. But then I thought, mm. well, actually, I'm going to spend a fucking arm and a leg. And if there's all still restrictions on, that's going to be shit. Like, my mate went, and I think she could book two hours swimming for the whole time they were there. And it's like, that's the whole point of going to centre parks. Like, yeah. you're just, just in the pool, wouldn't it? Sit so around I'm like, the pool. And, yeah, yeah, so I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm just like, do you know what, actually? It's, I'm going to stop worrying about it. The girls are fine, like I said, Completely. they are. Yeah they are quite happy just not doing much it's just more my it's the pressures that you put on yourself of you know we should be doing this that and the other and yeah and that's all nonsense the yeah, the, the comparison to what other people are doing or whatever else it's like no nah, forget for, for, forget all of that N- number one gl- gl- global pandemic number two yeah. absolute hospitalization out of nowhere yeah yeah it's like you're doing fine yeah. but you're sitting got, up and um, talking that's pretty good <laughs> They haven't got TVs in hospitals anymore. No. Did you know this? I didn't. No, not really. No. I didn't but really I think about think them having TVs in the first place. To but. be fair, when I was in with Lola, I didn't have a TV. There was a TV in the ward that I was in. Mm. 
but there wasn't like your own TV. I just remember like when going to see my granddad and that. I mean, obviously this would have been many years ago, but you had your own little TV, didn't you? That you I completely wouldn't for. have assumed that people had their own TV in hospital. I wouldn't yeah. have known that was a. Maybe I was just maybe thing. it was just Basildon Hospital. Maybe I'm trying to think fancy. who I visited and I had that. Maybe it was you on one of the pregnancies. But I remember visiting someone and being like, "Man, you've got a little touch screen kind of thing." Yeah, well, I don't think yeah. it was. I don't think I had that in Whitechapel. Yeah, I don't know. That was grim. But yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so for there we go. That kind of sums yeah. everything up, right? <laughs> thanks for talking to me about me. <laughs> no, that's all right. It's been good to... As said, as much as we've been... I've been knowing what's going on. As said, it's, yeah. oh, there's also a not knowing what's going on, which I've now found out is because you've also not been knowing what's going <laughs> no on. No one so. fucking knows anything. So yeah, but yeah. I'll uh, keep you posted. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Well, there we go. Oh, thanks, thanks for chatting. Thanks for chatting. Bye. I'll press stop. Press stop then. Okay, so yeah, so that, that's been me. As So this is Thursday. You'll be listening to this on Sunday. So I'm a few days away. So yeah, as I said, I don't feel that good today. Um, but I'm, I'm a lot better than I was. And please God, everything will be sorted out soon. And uh, yeah, but if, if you have been through what i'm going through please get in touch with me and tell me about your experiences and equally if you've been through anything and you want to talk about it then please get in touch i'm always looking for people to talk to because i haven't got any friends and uh yeah i'm really nosy but yeah just get in touch with me big love to you i hope you're all good and enjoying your summer not that it's really been i mean the weather but to be honest I don't mind that it's not been really hot because I can't sunbathe and that would just make me feel ten times worse. So selfishly, I've not actually minded. But yeah, I hope you're good. Take care of yourselves and each other. Big love to you. And I'll see you next week where we've got Musa Okwonga. If you don't know who Musa is, Google him. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. 
So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. He is amazing and I love him and you'll see him next week. All right, take care. Bye-bye, bye. bye.